0: Welcome to the Cannecuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hello guys, this is Keith Chancey calling you from the Cannecuck Institute podcast room here in Lampy, Missouri at Cannecuck K7. We are so excited just to bring you some word today that I pray just gets you so excited and encourage you. Last week we were talking in verses 1 through 7 about just not short-arming life, and understanding the power that God gives to us. You know, when you think about that power, God did not call us with a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Guys, you have power. You have confidence in Christ. But you know what? I know the world. The world out there is trying to beat you down and trying to just make you just be fearful. You know, I was in Nepal. And when I went to Nepal, you know, it was so fun because I get to this town called Kathmandu. Oh, it was beautiful, man. I love the Hindu people. There's a billion cars and bicycles and motorcycles. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is so wild. I mean, I could literally, I'm in this little taxi cab that was nothing more than a three wheeler, or something or another. I don't know what it was. And Cameron and I are driving through this street and they don't know which side is right or left. there's no right side or left side. It's the bigger side. Whichever car is bigger, that's the one that gets the right of way. And I'm kind of afraid because I'm going, oh my word, what if something happens here in Nepal and, and something happens to Cameron? I mean, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Well, long story short, you know, I'm thinking about this verse. You know, God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power love and a sound mind. And I'm going, you know what? God's with me. And so I'm just kind of bowing up from the inside out. And I'm going, God, let me not be fearful because you are a powerful God. And I started thinking about Acts 1.8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts where I'm going, dude, I'm pumped up. And about that time, I'm going, here we are. And so now we get from Nepal and now we're flying over to Lukla. And this is the world's most dangerous airport ever. And you, you go up over these mountains, and all of a sudden, you just go straight down. You land on this little, like, 100-yard runway there in Lukla. We get out of that plane, and then we start the ascent. And off we go, climbing Mount Everest, a dream that I've had for over 40 years. I just thought this would be the greatest thing. But yet, to do it, my son, this would be unbelievable. And as we began to go through the elevation changes, you know, 11,000 to 12,000 to 15,000 to 17,000 to 18,000 to 20,000, I'm going, whoa, this is awesome. We're going to base camp. And I mean, I'm just loving life. But you know what, guys, something happened. As we begin to climb, you know, we do this acclimation thing. And one day, you know, it was nighttime. We're at 17,000 feet. And I started to take a deep breath and I couldn't get it. And I thought, oh man, and it kind of frightened me. I don't know if you've ever dug down deep and tried to grasp some air and you couldn't get it. That's very alarming. And I realized we're getting up in the area that there is no air and that frightened me. And that night I kept trying to shut my eyes, but every time I did and I start taking those deep breaths like you do when you're asleep, I couldn't catch a breath and it would make me cough and now went into a frenzy and now I'm just kind of very, very nervous. And I'm looking over the bed beside me, Cameron. He's over there snoring and just sleeping so good. I'm going, I want to be there. I want to go to sleep. But I couldn't. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I got a little nervous. And so the next day we go up to about 18,000. And that night I didn't sleep. And then the next night I didn't sleep. Well, you know, guys, when you don't sleep for three days, 72 hours, you start thinking, man, I'm not going to do well. Well, it was at that point that I think that this verse comes to life. Verse eight, it says, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You know, guys, before I ever went on this trip to Nepal, I knew that I'd prayed it through. I asked God, if this is my calling, I want to be able to witness to some Hindus, to whomever's on our trip. There are 12 other guys on our trip, and I'm just asking God, God, God. Let this calling be of you. And I always want you guys to understand everything that we do out in life is a calling. God is asking you to go where God calls you to go and do what he's called you to do and make the impact that he wants you to make. Well, here I am, 72 hours at an at a altitude that I really can't sleep. And we're at a little tea house, which is nothing more than a bunch of cardboard. And I just turned to the guys and I said, guys, I need to ask y'all to do me a favor. And they all said, what's that, Chancey? And I started crying. I said, "I haven't slept in three days, and and this is not good." I said, "Will y'all pray that I'm okay?" And all of a sudden, everybody starts crying, and everybody comes up, starts hugging me, and they said, "Thank you. We've been feeling the same thing." But you know, guys, it's interesting. They had all been feeling the same thing, but they had told nobody anything. Why did nobody want to tell anybody they were afraid? Because they were ashamed. And guys. I think what Paul was saying here is, guys, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of who you are, because we have something greater than us, and that's Jesus Christ. We have the Lord who's with us, and we are his prisoner, and we're joining with Christ. Whenever we suffer, Christ suffered more than we could ever suffer, and I want to suffer for the right things, suffer for doing the right things. I was there in Nepal trying to to climb Everest, and all of a sudden I realized, this is difficult. But my difficulty in breathing, I need to just continue proclaiming the gospel. Well, I'll never forget a key thing that my Hindu friend, who doesn't believe anything biblically like I do, he said to me, he said, Chancy, here's what I want you to do. When you start feeling you can't breathe, I want you to do like 25 push-ups. I go, that doesn't make any sense in the world. And he said, what that's going to do, it's going to speed up your heart. Your heart can't, you can't process the air that you need to draw in from with your heartbeat being so low. He said, we got to speed up your heartbeat and you're going to be able to sleep. And I thought, that sounds ridiculous. Well, the next time I did about 25 pushups, my heart rate beat back up and I fell into sleep. This Hindu gave me some good words and it just reassured me that my calling, I've got to help people whose heart rate's not there. And I've got to love my Hindu friend. Boy, I tell you what, I'd been sharing with him, but never was I sharing with him with the fervency I was praying for him then. I started sharing with him with all I had from every way that I could from the Bible. And he said to me, he goes, Chancy, I've never heard this stuff before. I've never heard anybody talk about the manuscripts of God like you have. I've never had anybody talk about me uh, to, uh, to the archaeology of the Bible. And I never heard anybody talk about the prophecies of the Bible. And you're saying there's between two and 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that have been filled in the New Testament. And you talked about the statistics of that. And this Hindu said, I want to introduce you to the top of all the Sherpas. And guys, because of my fear and because of sharing my pain and my suffering with this Hindu, he shared with me the top Sherpa. And I had the opportunity to share with him Christ. And you just can't make this up. I say this to you guys, because as I look to this passage, Paul says, join with me in the sufferings, that our sufferings, they've been taken away because of the power of God who saved us. And he's called us with a holy calling and not by our works, but it's through his grace. And guys, just as I share with you guys today, I want to ask you all a question. What is your purpose? Why has God called you to your job that you do? Why has God called you to be the husband or the wife that you are? Why has God called you to have the kids that you do? Why has God called you to the friend groups that you have? Why has God called you to go through the difficulties that you have? And I just want it right now, just stop you for a moment and say, you know what? There's an answer for that. It's for us to prove who he is. That during our difficult times, this is when we find out who we really are. We dig down deep in ourselves. And we don't want to be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. But the testimony of our, of our Lord is the one that gives us the courage that we have. You know, think about um, Joshua 1, 8, and 9. And Joshua was about to go into the land of Canaan. and But before he went into the land of Canaan, Moses was there. And he sent 12 spies into the land to spy out the land. And as they were looking into the land, they go into the land. It wasn't long after that they went into the land, they saw these giants. They were called Nephilim's. And they were fearful. And they came back and gave a report. And with that report, man, they had seen great fruit, great things over there. And they brought it back, the vines, and they said, there is such great fruit over there. But, and I always hate when that but gets in there, but they're these Nephilim's. And they're big. And they're bad. And 10 of those spies that went into the land, of the 12, they said to Moses, that land is great, but those giants are too big. And then Moses said to the other two, to Joshua and Caleb, what did y'all see over there? They saw. They said, we saw the land, it was great, and we saw those Nephilim, let's go get them. I like the mentality of let's go get them. I hate the mentality, of, I can't do it. You see, I work at Canuck. It's not can't a cuck, it's can a cuck. And I laugh about that all the time because you know what? You just got to make it that you can, wherever you're at in your job, your marriage, your kids, we can do it because we had the Lord God on our side. That's why I look at Joshua 1.8, for this book of the law, the Bible, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be able to do all that was written according to it. And then you'll make your way prosperous And then you'll have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Guys, I want you today to be strong and courageous in the Lord because you believe in who God is. You are not ashamed. You are mighty warriors for God. You understand your calling. You understand why you're the man of the home or why you're the woman in the house or why you're a child or why you're a college student. You understand God has victory for you. He has paved the way, but you must trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Don't rely on yourself. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells you what you must do. Guys, we've got to trust. We've got to believe. And we cannot be ashamed. So today, I want you. Nero cannot burn us to the stake. And if he does, that's okay. Because I'd rather die for the right thing than to live for the wrong let's go make reconciliations let's go be those lights in the world let's go make a difference on our sports team our in our college in our businesses in our families let's change the negative to the positive but not just the positive attitude but understanding the word of god that gives us the the strength to do what we need to do god has not given us a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind you with me guys out there hey i love you guys hey i just wanted to encourage you today and hope you have the best day ever. Hey, God bless and have the best day ever. Bye-bye.